0: That's a growler.
1: Hey everybody, it's Friday. Welcome back to The Never NeverEnding Minute, where we analyze, scrutinize, and matronize the movie The NeverEnding Story. <laughs> I'm Thomas Howeth.
0: I'm Tierney Steele. And, and got- I'm Kathleen. There hello. we go. I knew you were excited for Friday. I was like, I'm not sure if I need to introduce her, but that is excellent. G I S.
1: Kathleen yeah, has gosh. found her voice.
2: <laughs> yes, I have. I found it. Hello. Oh, hello.
0: Yes, there it is. So. <laughs> um, mm. Well, we had promised if you came back today, we would tell you what else Ergel has to say. This is minute 49, which starts with her saying, the patient telling the doctor it's all right. And it ends with Engiwook insisting, now it's my turn. Or, it's now my turn. Oh, I may have those words out of order. Sorry, Engiwook. I'm so excited because we learned that not only is Urgle the healer, the person who has been making these potions for him, she calls herself a doctor. And I can't make the TARDIS noise with my mouth, but this is a female doctor, guys! <laughs>
2: That's that sounds more like Darth Vader, but y'all can't yeah. well, yeah, we sorry. get
0: we get the idea. Yes. So we yeah. have a female doctor Woo. in this movie. There you go. Ah. <laughs> <Doo-doo>. <laughs> um I, I I have other notes, but that was my most like exciting thing for today. <laughs> oh.
2: What I really like again, I'm the touchy feely type and a lot of these eighties movies are throwing out like sharing is caring. We care a lot. You know, that kind of stuff, <laughs> which we got into the last episode. But what uh, Urgle is saying when the patient's telling the doctor it's all right, she also says, it has to hurt oh. if it's to heal. Oh. And that really goes into, honestly, I, and I know this is the last uh, minute that I'll be on, but my whole overview as of now up to this point, I feel like the movie, the journey is about Bastion healing from the depression over the death of his mother. Um, and I feel like this is a crucial few words that really tells that, that it has to hurt if it's to heal.
1: I almost wish they would have done a quick cutaway to him pondering that thought.
2: Yes. Huh? Yes. That was just the, the, that honestly out of all the minutes that i've done so far this is the one that i'm like oh man that's just like right there and it's bringing everything full circle so
0: i'm so glad you're our guest on this minute because i had not thought of that at all well i'm really
2: sensitive i'm very (laughs) sensitive so as everyone tells me and it's like no i'm not just sensitive you're just a jerk but whatever so
1: don't hold back, because Friday is usually our day to, to allow our guests to talk about the entire movie that they want to, so so don't oh. hold back thoughts like that at all. We want to hear it all today.
0: Lay it all on the so. table. Okay. <laughs> no. This is your
1: chance to get it all out.
2: Oh, man. Okay. Well, I just, you know, at the beginning, can I just say how much of a jerk Bastion's father is? I mean, my... <laughs> God, the most depressing (laughs) breakfast scene of all time (laughs) in the history of ever. His mother, we don't, it has to be recent. He's not over the death of his mother. You'd think his dad would be a little more bent out of shape about it. But he's basically like, get over your dead mother. Go get get in fights and do boy things. Don't like, you know, and it's just, Mm -hmm. you know, and then the bullies that not only bully him but rob him. He's being robbed! I mean, come on! And then, you know, he he reads the story, and he's reading about Atreyu and this childlike empress who's dying, and basically all fantasy is just going away and dying, and then you get to the swamp of sadness, and that's really, I don't know if you all have suffered from depression we, or experience. Have, we uh, talked about it
1: in depth
2: Yeah. during you that have? week. Yeah, and okay. during well, that
1: week, we hit it very hard.
2: Okay. Well, I just, from my experience, I have, uh, you know, it's a continuous struggle, depression for me, and that swamp of sadness, anytime I try to talk about my depression, it's really that. It's just yeah. the sinking feeling. And then the gork is like the negative energy that keeps pushing you down into that swamp of depression. And it's, it's really hard. And, you know, and then our text dies. And that's just another friend dying and negativity that's bringing you down further. And, but then all of a sudden the Falcors in the world. And I have a couple who are very important in my life. Uh, my husband is, is one. My husband's my Falcor. I love him so much. Mm-hmm. And he's really, you know, good about bringing me out of those episodes and everything. But I just, I feel like whenever I kept talking about Atreyu and Bastion being connected, they're both having to help each other out of these ruts and depression and sadness to find hope and joy in life again. So, and you've got to face challenges to do that. If you put the work in,
0: luck will find you, right? Yeah. So. I think the phrase, the Falcors of the world, needs to be a lot more popular.
2: <laughs> oh, yes. I, there aren't many, Tyranny and Thomas, but, you know, my husband's one of those Falcors, and I know he's probably going to listen to this, and he might tear up a bit, but, Kyle, I love you so much, and you are my Falcor.
1: <laughs> so, okay, my next million-dollar idea, except I wouldn't want to be paid for it. Not only is there going to be a Falcor airline, there's going to be a Falcor um, depression hotline.
2: Oh, I love it to to help
1: you know help people. Just gonna
0: talk in that deep voice and the tagline
2: without the creepy laugh. I think the creepy laugh is a little (laughs) off putting, but the tagline has to be it has to hurt if it's to heal, and that's kind of bringing it back to this minute. And that really just stuck
0: with me.
1: Those aren't your only friends.
0: Yeah, (laughs) yes. When he says it's nice to have a friend again, I'm not your only friend. Oh, that Uh, is so perfect.
2: Yeah, no, uh, I, I just, I guess that's why I like this movie. I was always that lonely kid that didn't have a ton of friends. I've got Kyle, I've got my Falcor, so I'm good. I hope every, listeners out there, if you're feeling down in the swamp of sadness, just know that, you know, you have a friend out there and you have more than one, and you'll find your Falcors of the world. So. Definitely. Yes.
0: This is so much better than my note. Of the it has to hurt if it's to heal line, which is I said that that's the sort of thinking that leads to hydrogen peroxide on scrapes when you fall off your bike. <laughs> so I did not go anywhere near as deep with that line because I instantly it's like like a sense memory. Like the minute she said that, my knee started to hurt because like right. I was always scraping those up.
1: And it kind of ties in well with the whole. Oh, it itches because it's healing.
0: Oh, <laughs> oh god i like your way so much better of interpreting that line no
2: but that is a good point i mean oh. when you're a kid because you know when this movie came out um you know we were younger much younger i mean it's been over 30 years i wasn't
0: picking <laughs> up on the uh depression allegory of the swamp of sadness when well, i was a that's little because kid <laughs> you're not you're
2: not a depressed person like me tyranny
0: no, be, be, yeah, no I you're... am, but not when i was three. <laughs> oh
2: man see that's what i do i'm like I just I don't know but I brought it down but I I brought it up I just feel like this movie is kind of inspiring <laughs> to those depressed people like myself so but no you bring up a good point like whenever you get a scab from a kid because you're falling all the time <laughs> I hated when you always scrape your knee and it's always the biggest scab and it itches like crap. And you want to <laughs> scratch it so badly, but your mom's always like, "No, you gotta heal. It's gotta heal. It's gotta itch to heal." And... Oh
0: no! I, I, would... I
1: used to slap it. I used to slap it oh. when I couldn't scratch it.
0: Oh, <laughs> I, man, I didn't. That's a I used to idea. scratch at the scabs, and then it would just start bleeding again. It had to happen all over again. Um, I didn't think of the slapping. I know with mosquito bites, you use your thumb, your fingernail to make the X on it. And that makes Oh, it I just itch. use
2: toothpaste. I live in Louisiana oh. so mosquitoes are like an everyday thing for me and I just I, even with the off, I still get a mosquito but I use toothpaste. It really helps oh.
1: with itching. So you guys are homeopathic healers just like her. Oh,
2: no, man. I'm just cheap. And, I just I'm cheap and I hate going to the doctor cuz I grew up with two of them. Um so yeah. it's just like
0: me and doctors are just kind of like I'm good. So I'm your good. doctors
1: never made you drink drink these uh, wonderful potions?
0: The contrast no. between her enjoyment of smelling it and his revulsion of smelling it—I feels like because you get the thing she she holds it's batwing broth she tells us and she holds it under she does this little like almost like 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 swirling the wine in the glass to sniff it and then she hands it to him and he's immediately just completely disgusted.
1: Now he saw her take that bite earlier and suck that worm into her mouth.
0: Yeah,
2: <laughs> which <laughs> so. um. She's like listing off the ingredients, and uh, that wasn't one of them. So the ingredients in there that I heard that are in this minute are Eye of Newt, which is kind of cliche. It's like, really, y'all? Yeah. Come on. Come on. And then she says tree mold, old lizard brains, and scales from a rancid sea serpent. So I'm thinking yeah. the rancid sea serpent is the one that is the kicker which could be Falcor's cousin which is kind of messed oh, up no. right i thought that too
1: instantly i was like wait <gasps> is that some relative
2: i mean is Falcor going to be offended by that i mean is he cool with that you know <laughs> I, I don't
0: i just thought it was kind of weird she so. says it very quietly so he can't hear it over there
1: <laughs> what i think is awesome is that she says this all as he's starting to drink and he doesn't stop he he chugs through he's He powers on through it almost as if it were orange juice and eggs. He's like, he's really good. That's true.
0: This isn't the worst thing we've seen. No, I love, um, oh, well, two thoughts of that. First of all, I wonder if Eye of New is like, like vanilla extract or, or olive oil or something that's like the most basic (laughs) ingredient that's in everything. And maybe that's why. Um, but my, my thought was, um. I love the way she says it, though, when she's listing off the ingredients. She sounds so proud of them. Mm-hmm. She's, well, she's so, the de- like, pleased.
2: She's in the desert. So it's probably, these ex- these ingredients are probably really expensive. She's got to oh, get them, super like, rare. dragon shipped. She's got to get a dragon or a bat. She probably has to get a bat, which is cheaper than dragon shipment, <laughs> you know, if we're, if we're thinking about it. Felco so,
1: delivery service?
2: Yeah. Oh, there you go. <laughs> There you yeah. go. Yeah. But I mean we do know the delivery systems. Like there's no distance that Thomas pointed out, but there has to be <laughs> delivery systems. So we know the bats can fly. We know that dragons can fly. I'm sure there's a whole well, it's endless, right? Because it's all your hopes and dreams. So yeah. Mothra's probably in there. There's probably the Mothra <laughs> delivery service. So but um but yeah, no, she is very proud tyranny of those ingredients. It's probably because they're so expensive.
1: And you have to think if if this is the place of imagination, somebody had to be imagining Amazon.com. Ah! <laughs> Almost wish, makes me wish they were our sponsor right now because that was an awesome plug. Hey,
0: it was it was the '80s, so it would have been imagination at that point. Yep. But someday you'll be able to buy anything you want. <laughs>
1: And have it delivered right to your house. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I just think Patricia Hayes does such a good job in this minute. First of all, like we said, just the pride in her voice as she's lifting off, listing off these ingredients. And then when Engiwuk is talking behind her, at first I was like, God, she's like doing some weird stuff with her face. And then I realized, well, what is she supposed to be doing? She's actually doing a great job, like, not just standing there.
1: She's mocking him as well. She's in
0: frame. Yeah. Uh, The the real mocking comes in the next line when we get to the, it's my scientific speciality, but she's, like, warming up to that.
1: She's matronizing him.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And it's so perfect because, like, you know, like I said, it isn't too much. She's not, like, overplaying her card, but she's just slowly sliding in there.
1: And I love that she knows that when she says, it's my scientific speciality, that he won't hear her. Yeah! I uh, am.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and then she melds it along with him. Yeah. Oh, it's such a great... I, you know, and he calls her wench again, and I know that's not cool, but at the same time, I'm just like, these two are so perfect for each other.
1: It's like yeah. it's like his little pet name for her.
0: <laughs> that's what I was just about to
2: say, it's almost like it takes <laughs> oh, on a new meaning between them. But no, Aww. like whenever she does the the ma- the mocking thing where he's like where she's like mouthing, "Oh, it's my scientific specialty" before he says it, that reminds <laughs> me of another parent thing that your parents do when you go home after a while. It's just like, "Oh my gosh, it's just they know what that's how much they love each other. They know what the other one's going to say." I just think it's kind of playful flirtation in a way <laughs> yes. like what they're doing. Yeah.
1: So they like said you can tell there's love between everything that's said here.
2: Yeah, I mean, there's there doesn't seem to be anyone else living out there. It's just the random traveler that comes to this, you know, Southern Oracle gate Mm -hmm. type thing. So there's not much entertainment going on. No,
0: and we're even going to see, like, and they're not that close to the gate even. So you've got to imagine not everyone going would pass them. And yeah, it's got to be a lonely existence. Yeah, they have they each other. Work. Oh, yes. man, I love it. They're this each other's spell cores.
1: Oh, wow, we got to squeeze.
0: Oh, man. Sorry.
2: Sorry, so we I'm not do, sorry. I don't mind squeezing. Yeah. Okay, yeah, I kind of squee whenever I have, it's you I have, know, I warranted.
0: Kicked. I'd have been kicked off the podcast long ago if that was his policy.
2: <laughs> okay, yeah, cause I think tyranny and I are the same. Like when we find something really precious and cute, we squee. like it's just so it's so adorable and cute. we can't fathom it. and we literally have a, a mental freak out. And then I love it when ingiwook, ingiwood, Ingiewood, yes. Ingiwook, sorry, everyone. It's <laughs> like, i love what he says scientific his his little hands go together he's like Ooh, are you in the interest of the scientific community and it's just it's it's really funny and atreyu's like yeah bro i came here so <laughs> oh
0: he's like you said the magic words yeah and he's
2: like you're at the right place my boy and he's like and he finally gets to say it on his own even though his wife has mocked him he's like it's my scientific speciality and all this stuff so he's so excited i can't well and also it goes into what we were saying they don't get a lot of visitors yeah so this is someone who's actually talking to him who knows like maybe this is the first time he's able to talk to another person about this nerdy thing kind of like what we're doing on this podcast We get to nerd out over the never-ending story. But you know what? We're following Wook's quest as well right now. Because we're nerding out over the story. And he's nerding out over... Yeah, anyway. Yeah, there we go. I need need to stop. Because it's never-ending. It is. It's never-ending. A lot of this becomes very
1: cyclic like that. Yeah. (laughs) So I just noticed something. At the very end of this minute, when you have the face shot of Atreyu... Mm-hmm. Is that Falcor in the background?
0: Uh, I think so.
2: Hang
1: on. Good luck, like, Second Fifty Nine. Okay,
2: so I like to think when there's a character waiting in the background, you know, for someone to finish their whole like whatever it is that you and these two people are doing. What is Falcor thinking? He's just sitting there twiddling his
0: thumbs, or is he's he sleeping.
1: like he went back to sleep?
0: Yeah, to I, sleep? that's fair. Yeah, he's yeah. he's tired.
1: It looks kind of like his shimmering back and his legs sticking it's out there. It's really
0: hard to tell, because I kind of assumed it was, but there also was that ridge yeah, of rock when... Well, no, because the trio could see the cave from where they were. So it's got to be Falcor.
1: Things that make you go, hmm...
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, look at, like, the dimples. Sorry. I'm very easily distracted when it comes to
1: a <laughs> I was going to say, whose dimples are we looking
2: at?
0: Atreyu uh... McDreamy. <laughs> oh, wow. Not
2: now. Not that... Yeah,
0: yeah. I had to give that disclaimer, too. <laughs> yes. I-,
2: I have to say, he... When I was growing up watching this movie, I thought he was a McDreamy, but now looking back I'm like, Oh my god, he's a child. This is just and I look at the skin and I'm just like, Oh my gosh, his skin is so perfect and the lighting's weird and his hair obviously gets longer and shorter just whenever. You know, maybe Falcor has like a maybe there's a barber shop somewhere. <laughs> like, maybe that's other maybe that's Falcor's other thing is
0: he's like a barber, who knows? Well oh, maybe she's one of those barber doctor things. Oh,
2: there you go. Like uh, there York. You go. Oh, my God. So did they cut his hair while he was sleeping?
0: <gasps> oh, jeez.
1: They definitely undressed him. <laughs> I can tell you that. That's something you may not think oh, of often. they did
0: laundry at one point.
1: They took all his clothes off and cleaned them.
2: Oh, my God. <laughs> Thomas... <laughs> Oh, I feel dirty and horrified <laughs> right
1: You're not now. nearly as dirty as he was, though. Oh,
0: oh man. It's kind of oh, nice God. to hear someone else get it, for once. <laughs> <laughs> Usually oh, my he's gosh. saying these
2: things to me. Oh, man. Yeah.
1: yeah, like in the Swamp of Sadness, I asked Tierney, I was like, hey, does, does this make you feel dirty? Uh. <laughs> so before we get too far on that tangent... <laughs> <laughs> At second 18, you see the back of Virgo's head, and you get a really good shot of her hat. Mm-hmm. And it's like this pieced together leather thing with the little Deadpool nip nip on the end of it.
0: <laughs> well, does <laughs> it have little flaps that come down? Because they're not, yeah, they're like around her ears, though.
1: Right. Yeah, I just thought it was worth noting the, the detail put into her little hat there. You can see where it's supposed to be sewn together and stuff yeah. like that.
0: You just wanted to make a Deadpool reference.
1: Actually, that was the last part of my thought, but yes. Oh, okay.
0: <laughs> that's all right.
1: I love the size difference between when she's holding the cup and when she gives it to him.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> it's a little shot no. glass for him.
2: Oh, man. Yeah, the salt and the lime. Here we go. Maybe that's what they do. Urgel um, and Engiwook. Engiwook do in their spare time they have take shots of batwing juice oh,
0: oh man, man. not to uh make this too adult but second 16 although i'm sure the cup looks fine anytime he's holding that it looks like he's taking a shot and it looks like he's taking it from a shot glass made out of chocolate you know yep. you can get the little mold to pour in and then <laughs> and he's got
1: the perfect shot face too
0: yes yes <laughs> oh man atreyu goes to college right here in second 16
1: (laughs) it's cheap tequila right there
0: oh man atreyu goes to college totally rad man
2: (gasps) where are the babes (laughs) sorry they're Man, in the I, next minute when
1: we you go to the <laughs> god
0: i hope oh. i doubt it's happening but i hope someday noah hathaway listens to this minute and is just like what <laughs> yeah because yeah. he seems like a pretty cool guy overall i think he would be amused at the idea of a tray who goes to college
2: i i you know now that uh y'all are like i've revisited this movie and I'm actually interested to see what the actors look like now, because that's something I try not to go towards, like looking at what people from my beloved movies look like now. It's just, uh, it's usually not great.
0: Did you Google? I haven't Googled any of them. The
1: childlike empress is still gorgeous. She's a very beautiful woman.
0: She runs a dance studio now. That's her main Uh, Noah Hathaway,
1: he looks a little more edgy, I guess would be the best way to put it. Because he is a... He was a tattoo oh. artist. Oh, yeah, he Whatever. gave that up. But he—he's definitely an edgy kind of guy. Kind of, he does still kind of have that surfer tattooist or, or tattoo artist vibe to him. And then Barrett Oliver has changed. <laughs> <laughs> he has like a Ernest Hemingway kind of look to him, like with a big beard, and he just looks almost like that writer type.
0: A little more well, scraggly. Than
2: I am. Hemingway. Yeah. I'm going to have to go down the celebrity rabbit hole of, of what they look like now, like type thing. So I
1: guarantee yeah. if you type it in, there's an article that already says it. What
0: happened? <laughs> Cause he found it. Yes. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Yeah. But it's funny if you know who they are, they're still recognizable. You know, like okay. I don't think if you had shown me a picture of Noah Hathaway, just with no context, I would have guessed it. But the minute you say it's Noah Hathaway, you can see it. So it's not like okay. he's that different.
1: But I don't know. Baird Oliver, he's pretty much that different.
0: <laughs> he's, he's the one where I could see it being like, oh yeah, totally, totally unrecognizable from that. Although I saw some pictures of him grown up, but without the beard and hair. And he looked, you know, just like a grown up version of himself, but right. that's, that's not nearly as sensationalist. So of course those pictures aren't ranked as highly. <laughs>
1: <laughs> awesome. Well, Kathleen, do you have anything else for this minute or for this movie? This is your chance to get it all off your chest.
2: Well, I just I want to thank you, Thomas and Tierney uh, for having me on Tierney. It was so great kind of uh, working with you again. I really like yeah. the, the banter. And then with Thomas, I just think this all worked out well. Thank Woo-hoo. you, listeners, for listening to me and my giggles and my squeeze <laughs> and sometimes talking about depressing, emotional, sappy things. What I'm taking away from all of this is this is a great movie. It's a classic 1980s fantasy movie. Um, I think it's something that families can enjoy now. I, I feel like it holds up, even though the blinking on some of the puppets is <laughs> a little weird. And there's some tongue action that's kind of weird here and there. But uh, I, I think it's really great. It sends a lot of great messaging out. It's not that kind of drab depressing dark fantasy movie that you see nowadays it's still kind of light and uplifting with somewhat depressing undertones that i kind of talked about earlier but it's to kind of help you overcome those uh things whenever you're going through a depressive mode and finding your falcor in life um giving another shout out to my husband kyle Mm -hmm. love you very much but uh anyway i just i had a great time and this is like one of my top movies of all time so i'm just so honored and happy to be here with everyone
1: well, so. it was an absolute uh, pleasure having you, and I didn't think I would hear the phrase tongue action here and there <laughs> somewhere in this podcast, but thank you tongue, for bringing but here it. here we are.
0: Yeah.
2: Tongue action in a way that you wouldn't think, like weird <laughs> kinds of like, I don't know, where it's uh, just one one person doing weird things with their tongue,
0: like yeah. they don't know
2: where their tongue is, yeah. but they're a puppet. <laughs>
0: But I so mean, I don't we're know. we're nitpicking the puppet, but a little bit. But I mean, that's because we're analyzing this movie by minute by minute. But I think one of the most impressive things is how well it does hold up.
2: It does. I, you know, there are little imperfections with the puppeteering, but they're still beautiful. Mm-hmm. It's still a work of art. Like even just the 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 what we were saying, the eczema on Falcor, <laughs> like the pearly the pearly pink scales that are there, and just the fur, and I mean. You know, Rockbiter, the Gamork looks good. The Gamork still kind of frightens me a little bit, even though I was, I was watching it today. I was like, oh God, that thing, it's terrifying. But yeah, it's definitely a work of art. It's a very beautiful movie. It's a beautiful classic 1980s fantasy film. And, uh, it doesn't get, you don't, they don't make them like they used to. They, they just don't, they, they don't make movies like this anymore. Oh my God, I go out and I don't see the puppets and the, you know. So. <laughs>
0: That like is my a boy. day.
2: I'm turning. You know what, Tierney? The older I get, I'm turning into an Urgle, I feel like. I, <laughs> I, I swear I'm slowly turning into an Urgle.
1: Well, this is my but, yeah. podcasting speciality. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, man. Y'all are oh. hoot, I tell you.
1: <laughs> oh Well, thank you so much for joining us. Um, yeah. Where can people yeah, find TVP. you out on the interwebs?
2: <laughs> hey, uh, so I am usually on uh, a thing called the Cosmic Geppetto podcast, which is run by two totally awesome dudes named <laughs> Brad Mendenhall and uh, Jeffrey Jarf Hardin. Uh, you can also, I'm just going to give a shout out to my husband's podcast. So he runs Pele Media along with his brother, Brady Crane, and they do Ghostbusters Minute, Jurassic Park Minute, Goonies Minute, and I think they've got some more coming up the pipeline. And then I, me, 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 I'm always talking about <laughs> other people, but I work for the Cystic Fibrosis Foundation. Um, you can find information on www.cff.org. I work for the National Office in Corporate Engagement we need your support. Um, this is a cause very near and dear to my husband's heart. My brother-in-law has CF. Um, a cure is on the horizon, but we still have a long way to go, so I just ask all the listeners out there to find a local chapter, see how you can get to- involved, and also if you would make a donation to one of the events. We've got wine openers, beer fests, music festivals, and walks, and cycle, and rock climbing, any type of fundraising event you can think of. So go check it out, www.cff.org. And thank you so much.
1: Definitely a worthy cause, and it affects more people than you realize. Um, oh, yeah. Not everybody is really vocal about about that disease because they choose to keep it to themselves. But for those suffering with it, uh, any help would be greatly appreciated, I'm sure.
2: Oh, yes, for sure. It's uh, what we call an orphan disease. It only affects about directly affects about 30,000 people in the United States. 70,000 worldwide and we don't receive federal funding like most of the bigger charities focusing on things like cancer. So these fundraising events are very important for us to raise funds for what we need to do to get to a cure. So
1: yeah. What was the website once more?
2: Yeah. It's www.c as in cat, F as in Frank, F as in Frank.org.
1: Awesome. All right, Tierney, why don't you lay some plugs out?
0: ha laying out the plugs <laughs> uh plug it up woo! that's not right, that's oh. right. <laughs> oh, <wait a> <laughs> i love how i just went with it though i'm like it's friday sure <laughs> um if you want to find out more about our podcast you can go to growlermedia.com we're on there as is beauty and the beastly minute There are other podcasts analyzing other movies one minute at a time. You can see all the projects that are completed or recording now at moviesbyminutes.com, including Kyle's. And we're also on Twitter at NevEndMin, because Minute didn't fit. So N-E-V-E-N-D-M-I-N. And you can also find us on Facebook, where we not only have a page to like, where we post, you know, hey, a new minute's up but there's a listeners group that you can join and share your memories or thoughts on Fantasia.
1: Outstanding. Um, if you want to find me, I can be found on Twitter and Instagram at the Wookie lives. And if you're looking for Tierney, check out one steel sister.
0: This was such so- a good week. Sorry. I'm just like soaking it in.
1: Yeah. I'm looking forward to finding out where. Our travels take us now that Anguilk is taking over. Oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> but
2: uh, that's, that's another, another story. story that shall be told another time.
1: Why don't you sing us out there? <laughs> uh,
0: okay, I'm good. There. I get
2: it. <laughs> wow, something is really
1: different on the growler. I'm keeping your bones.